We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, January the 16th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Very excited to chat with you all, each and every single one of you here on this Monday. I see Elizabeth Ballard, John Edward, Luke RJ. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Chase Floyd, Hunter Kelly, Travi, Gad, Stephen Borwell Jr., Brennan M., Noah Johns, uh, Hudson, Jonathan Lee. What's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those who are in the Big Cock Club Discord of the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, really appreciate you all tuning in. we got a packed show. Lots to get into. Very, very excited to get a chat with each and every single one of you. Podcast dropped this morning. Uh, a lot going on, of course, as always. TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS. It's sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, everything in between. Um, so many fans and listeners of the Daily Crow and the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, guys, go download the app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, be sure to check them out. Tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Again, really excited to chat with you all. We are taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. The phone lines are indeed open here on this Monday. And, guys, today is a really exciting Monday. Tons of stuff going on. Uh, first things first, of course, the podcast did drop this morning, episode 751. And baseball content is officially back as we begin the position unit preview series on today's podcast. We start, of course, with starting pitchers on Thursday, we'll talk relievers. And then every Monday, Thursday on the pod, we'll go around the diamond until we get to the week of opening day. And then I'll break down the full season, give my predictions, my breakdown, projected lineups, projected rotation, all that good stuff. So with that being said, there will not be a week without Yardcox content until the end of the season. So we've got baseball on the docket 
for the next couple of months. And, of course, you all know yours truly really excited for it. Uh, of course, tomorrow is one month away from opening day. <clears throat> so really excited to begin our countdown and start looking forward to the 2023 season. Also, <clears throat> in case you missed it, the big news on the merchandise side of the business, which may be, it may be, the biggest news of the day. In case you missed it, we did drop the official Beamer Rattler 23 line. You guys asked for it. And of course, we delivered. Beamer Rattler 2023, that line piggybacking off our Beamer Rattler 22 merch, which was a massive, massive success last year. One of, if not our top selling, well, I know it was like our third or fourth highest selling piece uh, throughout the calendar year in 2022. Massive success with that. We were able to give back to Spencer Rattler and his team as well. So really, really cool stuff. You know, people ask me all the time, what's what's TSUS doing in the NIL space? What are you doing here? Well, here you go. So uh, Beamer Rattler 23 merch has officially hit TSUS.store. And this really just kicks off a huge week on the merchandise side of the business. Because I can tell you guys this. Today, we've got Beamer Rattler 23 on TSUS.store. Tomorrow, we are re-releasing all of our baseball merchandise, putting it on more up-to-date variants, a.k.a. comfort colors. Later this week, we've got more Gamecocks football merch, unique South Carolina merchandise that will drop later in the week. So we've got tons of different. It'll be a total of four different collections that will have hit the store by week's end. So again, the merch continues to roll on. Here in 2023, and I said on the podcast today, guys, if you thought what we did last year on the merchandise side of the business was special, uh, (laughs) wait till you see this. We ain't done nothing yet. We have not done anything yet. So really excited for what we got going on, man. It's it's really, really cool. And again, to have the opportunity to, to give back to you guys and give back to the masses and provide great value to Gamecock fans and and all fans that wear the garnet and black, it's it's truly a blessing. I, I love being able to express my creativity and get my creative juices flowing. And um, it's just something that uh, it's just something that'll never get old. It's something that'll never get old. And and I'm I'm really excited for it. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are gonna love the merchandise. I mean, we've got ev- dude, guys, we've got everything. This Beamer Rattler 23 drop. It's not just T-shirts. We got hoodies. We got long sleeves. We got golf polos. Finally, we got these Adidas golf polos that are really nice, right? We're going to have flags. I mean, anything and everything you can think of, we've got it in Beamer Rattler 23. So, again, hey, go support. By the way, go support Spencer Rattler. Every time you buy a shirt, you buy a hoodie, you buy whatever, you buy whatever, you are supporting Spencer Rattler. And I do want to make that clear, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. If you guys have questions, you're more than welcome. You're more than free to reach out, and I will have the conversation with you. But what I'm not going to do is go back and forth on Twitter or Instagram or dive into comments with people. You know, I see people commenting, well, how much a percentage is this going to? And how much percentage is this guy getting? Guys, I will just say this. We have worked diligently with Spencer Rattler's team, his agency, to put this plan into action and and to roll out this merchandise, right? So I have been in contact with them. We have worked out all the logistics, all the business side of things. And uh, I'm really happy to say and excited to say that, again, we are helping Spencer Rattler and we are doing our part with NIL. I will not be divulging details because, again, guys, I got to be honest, that's nobody's business except mine. 
his and his agencies, and, and that's it. So uh, whether you like it, don't like it, doesn't really matter. I'm just telling you how it is. So anyways, I just want to throw that out there because I, I feel like there's some people for whatever reason on social media, they think we're just running this merchandise and we're not giving anything. And I can assure you, we have worked with Spencer Rattler's team. I don't feel like I should even have to say that, but I figured I'd just get that out of the way because I already saw a comment this morning and um, yeah, just wanted to go ahead and go ahead and let you guys know that that's one of the exciting things too, is again, we are, we are making our presence felt in the NIL space. We are making our presence felt when it comes to supporting Gamecock student-athletes. I mean, it's really a beautiful thing, right? Because I get to create merch that I'm passionate about and that I love and that I think is cool. You guys get incredible merchandise, and it benefits our Gamecock. So it, it's really a grand slam. It's a home run. It's, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, again, I would love to hear you guys' feedback. The Beamer Rattler 23 merchandise has officially hit the store. That's at tsus.store. Again, guys, phone lines are open. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. We got a text here on the text line. Uh, I'm not sure <clears throat> who this is, but he says, Hey, Chris, I want to share this with you and get your thoughts. I'm very thankful that Beamer's our coach. I think him calling out the Upstate Twitter channel and calling out reporters is genius because I think he's encouraging more people to speak negative about the Gamecock Gamecocks, which fires the team up and makes it a us-versus-the-world mentality. So you said uh, it's genius because I think he's encouraging more people to speak negative about the Gamecocks. He says, I think Grayson Howard will be a star. And he says his name's Evan, by the way. Grayson Howard will be a star, and the future's bright for recruiting the next two, three years. Beamer reminds me of a young Dabo creating outside hate and then using it as fuel. First, let me talk about the Puff Howard thing. I, I think Puff Howard is going to be a star as well. I think he's going to play a lot as a freshman. I think recruiting – I mean, guys, I got no reason to believe recruiting is not going to continue to get better and better and better. You know, we've got this uh, Nicholas Harbor thing upcoming. You know, if you can land him, I mean, this is this is going to be an incredible class. And I don't, th I don't think recruiting is going to slow down anytime soon, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's something where I, I was not worried about recruiting when Shane Beamer got the job. You know, he recruited at South Carolina his first go-around. I had no doubts and no concerns that he would not recruit at a high level this go-around, right? So I've never really been concerned about recruiting, right? With that being said, so your other point, uh, we all saw it over the weekend. <laughs> and what's funny is, you know, okay, of course today, and I see somebody coming, Hunter Kelly says, kind of surprised you're working on Martin Luther King Day. Man, it to me, it's Monday. I mean, it, it's you know, and I and I recognize MLK Day for what it is, and, and you know, it's and it's an awesome thing, and it's a celebration. Um, but it's interesting when you know, when you're when you're your own boss, right? Like I I don't really I don't even remember hardly, um, like when corporate world holidays are anymore. You know what I mean? I I just I just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? If I want to take a day off, I take a day off, but I just kind of keep it moving. So, anyways. Anyways, um, we all saw over the weekend, right? And, I, and I, to that point, I'm not going on Mark Ryan's radio show today. Normally, I go on Mondays at 440. I'm not going on today because they are off for MLK Day, which is kind of surprising to me because they're a national station and they've got the NFL playoffs to talk about. Either way, though, we all saw what happened over the weekend, right, with the, the fan upstate's tweet about South Carolina and I, I almost hate to even bring it up because I don't want to spend all week long talking about Because really, here's the thing about this conversation, this whole Garrett Riley thing. I spoke from the fan perspective, right? When I spoke on Friday, I spoke from the fan perspective. Like, as fans, 
selfishly, right? We wanted the flashy name. We wanted the sexy name. We wanted the Garrett Riley, right? Never did I say, well, Shane Beamer and company, they wanted him and they could not get him. They got turned down, right? I never said that. I spoke just specifically from the fan side. I think you guys understood that, right? I never made claims to know, hey, we he was 110% our guy. I never made that claim. However, Mark Ryan did. And Mark Ryan did on his airwaves. And Mark Ryan went, and Mark, I, I'm hoping, you know, he, he apparently texted me this morning, said he's, he's feeling a little bit under the weather. So he is a TBD for Wednesday. I, I, I will be really disappointed if he can't go on Wednesday. I mean, obviously, we hope he's doing well, but I'll be really disappointed if he can't go. But because my confusion with Mark's stance is this, you know, Mark Ryan went on his airwaves and, and spoke it like it was public knowledge that Garrett Riley was, was desired by the University of South Carolina, was desired by Shane Beamer, and we got turned down and we had to settle for our fourth or fifth option, okay? And so then, you know, I see Mark, and, and, and so we see, the, we see the tweet and we see Shane Beamer's tweet, and Shane Beamer claps back. And I would say this to your point, to get back to the original question first, where he says, our guy Evan says, you know, I think him calling out the Upstate Twitter channel and calling out reporters is genius. This is what Evan says. Because I think he's encouraging more people to speak negative about the Gamecocks, which fires the team up and makes it a us-versus-the-world mentality. I, you know, I mean, I understand that coaches use all kinds of things to motivate their team. I mean, look, look at Georgia. You had, And I don't know why Georgia players were saying this after the game. Georgia players saying that, you know, y'all picked us to go seven and five. Y'all picked, y'all picked us to go six and six. Like, literally nobody did. Literally nobody did. And so, credit, though, to Kirby Smart for injecting that level of spin zone into his program. Because that's what he did, right? I, I would almost, dude, I don't know the full story, but I'd be willing to bet you that I bet you Kirby Smart and company, they were like, hey, Let's create some, like, fake reporters. There are people that work for us, but fake reporters to pick us to lose, right, to give our team more motivation. I, like, that, that to me, like, coaches, that would not shock me, right? That really genuinely would not shock me. But to your point of, you know, is Shane Beamer intentionally picking fights with people and encouraging people to speak negatively about his football team so it inspires and motivates his team. I don't think he's doing that, and I would not advise that. I, I, I don't think it is a positive to fuel the madness, right? And, and I don't think Mark, and if I would have went on his airwaves today, because I'm sure I would have been asked about this. I want Mark to not take anything I say personally, right? Just take it as is what it is. He gives his opinions, I give mine. My opinion is this, you know, Mark is in his lane, and I respect it. I really do. I respect it. I mean, the dude got, you know, quote tweeted by Shane Beamer. Their tweet now, a tweet that probably would have only gotten six or 7,000 views because now we have view count on Twitter, probably would have got six or 7,000 views. Well, now it's got like 2 million because Shane Beamer highlighted it, right? And so I think, you know, there's a reason why you're advised never to swing down on social media, right? Because... An opinion like Mark Ryan's, right? Let's let's just run, let's just take that opinion. 
South Carolina wanted Garrett Riley, and they didn't get him, and they had to settle. That was Mark's, and so that's where I'm also confused because he said he spoke it like it was common knowledge. Then I've seen him in the reply saying, well, you know, it's my opinion. Well, which one is it? Is it is it common knowledge or is it opinion? Because those are two very different things. In my opinion, I mean, it is hard to believe we didn't want the guy, but I'm not speaking it as fact. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a fact we want. I don't know just from my vantage point, right? You would find it hard to believe we didn't want him. Anyways, anyways, I, I would just say this, and the reason I said Mark don't take it personally is because, you know, I would advise Shane Beamer not to feed into the madness. Because when you swing down, which is effectively what he did, Shane Beamer, head football coach, University of South Carolina, 135,000 followers. You got the fan upstate and Mark Ryan, 8,000 followers. All it does is help the guy you're swinging down at. Shane Beamer gained nothing out of that tweet. Yeah, he defended his staff, and yeah, he he defended Dowell Loggins, and, and that's all fine. You know, he defended the honor of the Gamecock fan. That's all fine and dandy. That's, that's great. It makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. But he gave Mark Ryan, he gave the fan upstate exactly what they wanted. And so it can come off one of two ways. One way, hey, Shane Beamer's the GOAT. Shane Beamer's a legend for defending his program and defending his coaching staff. That's awesome, right? It can certainly come off that way, no doubt. But unfortunately, the other way that it can get interpreted, or interpreted, what in the world's that word? The other way that it can get interpreted, I don't know what I was trying to say, but interpreted is this. If you weren't insecure about it, you wouldn't feel the need to speak on it. So it can be taken one of two ways, and unfortunately it's taken the second way a lot, almost just as much as it's taken the first. And I'm not saying that's where Beamer's coming from, but you see what I'm saying? Like when you respond, you just open the door to this madness. You know, a tweet that otherwise, the, uh, those of us that are plugged in, to the level that we are, you know, we would have ran with it, talked about it, talked about you. We'd have, we'd have had Mark on the show, cool. And I'm not downplaying the, you know, the 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 size of our audience for sure. I'm not downplaying the the significance of you know what Mark says and his you know the power his voice has. But the only way it reaches the masses the way it did when Shane Beamer quote tweeted it is if Shane Beamer quote tweets it. It's better to just leave it alone. It's why I don't highlight people that are, like, trolling me on social media. These people with two, 300 followers or 25, however many they have, even if they have 1,000. You know, you, you, you got to be self-aware and understand the only way this guy gets attention is if I bring attention to it. That's it. That's the only way it gets really any serious attention. The fan upstate tweet thing would have been gone in a day had it just been left alone. But now there's 2 million views. And now everybody spent all weekend talking about it. You know what I mean? So anyways, I, I to your point, Evan, I know that was a really long-winded answer. I would advise against Shane Beamer, right? I would advise against Shane Beamer. Uh, diving into the madness in that way. And just let the on-field stuff take care of itself, right? If you want to, listen, if you want to prove that not only was Dowell Loggins your choice, but the right choice, go do it on the field. Go do it on the field. Because people, listen, Mark Ryan's not backing down. You don't want to play that game with the media. He ain't backing down. Mark Ryan's just going to keep pushing that. And guess what's going to happen? 
when he goes on his show tomorrow, assuming he's, you know, healthy, whatever, but when he goes back on his show, he's going to come at you a hundred times harder than he probably would have otherwise. Cause now you've created a new story. You see what I'm saying? There's just, you gain nothing. You gain nothing by feeding into the madness. You focus on controlling what you can control, right? And what you can control and what your job is, is to coach football and to be an ambassador at the University of South Carolina. Your job's not to worry about what Mark Ryan's saying. Your job's not even to worry about what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, and I understand there's a balance because you deal with the media and all that. You know, I, I, I just, I would, no, I, I, again, to Evan's point, I, I would not advise, yeah, we should, we should be making it a goal to be hated so our players are motivated. I, I don't think that's a, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think you run into more problems than you realize. I really do. Anyways, um, <laughs> I know that was a long-winded answer, guys. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, uh, you know. What a weekend. What a weekend. And it just really goes to show and it proves even more, like I've said many, many times, that uh, the drama that follows the Gamecocks is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's it's incredible. It's inc- it's great for business, great for content. It really is. And people ask me all the time, by the way. People or people have been asking me, Chris, why are you having Mark Ryan on your show? Let me let me pose a question back to you. Why would you not want me to have Mark Ryan on my show? I feel like people should be ecstatic that there is a Gamecock voice that is going to bring Mark Ryan on the airwaves and challenge his opinions, challenge what he's saying, because nobody else is willing to do it, right? Nobody else is willing to hold Mark accountable. And I don't say this in a, I'm going to be attacking. Like, I think Mark would completely understand where I'm coming from. He holds me accountable as well for things I say. He's done it before plenty of times, right? So I look forward. I, I really hope and have my fingers crossed. I hope he feels better. I'm going to be really disappointed if he can't go because I've got some real questions about the stuff that he said. Anyways, uh, Coleman Hall. <clears throat> I, I know I'm missing some of your questions. He said, it's an insecure look, in my opinion. The entire angry, upset press conference defending Loggins was a weird look as well. Coleman also says Beamer could have said Loggins is the best hire for our program because he's a great guy. He has college ball experience under a successful OC, lots of NFL experience, and won't be a one- or two-year rental for our program, and it would have been a much better look. I mean, Coleman, I'll tell you this. You're not the only one that thought that. Now, that's not the popular opinion. That's not the popular opinion to say that Beamer comes off as insecure. Um but it's an opinion, and and it's one that more than just Coleman have. What are you guys' thoughts on the tweet? You think it was, you think it was fair? You think it was foul? You think he should have left it alone? Do you love it? What do you think? Nick Stedman says, in some ways, Beamer needed to nip it in the bud before it became a narrative, and it likely would have. Do you really think so, though, Nick? <clears throat> I don't know that would have because you can't prove it. This is all just he said, she said, per sources. That's all it is. And that's what makes Mark Ryan, Mark Ryan won, guys. Mark Ryan won because he can't be disproven. He cannot be disproven other than Shane Beamer's tweet, which Shane Beamer still didn't say they didn't want Garrett Riley. He just said, we got our guy. That's all he said, we got our guy. You know what I mean? But he didn't say we got our guy after three other guys turned us down. So there's no way to prove or disprove. So it, it makes it kind of what's what's the point of the conversation? What's the point of entertaining? So 
Uh, Brian Lattimore informing me in the TDC Questions channel. Today is a federal holiday. I'm not working. Love that. Love that. Congratulations. Uh, Craig Phillips says that why didn't I know we have a hockey team? Anyone going to go see Gamecocks, Clemsucks, or Bonsacors? I didn't even know they were playing there. Um, it is club hockey, though. Um, anyways, let's see. James Kendall says what Beamer should have done is call C. Philly and ask him to go after Mark and hand out slapdick awards. <laughs> I mean, James, he, he follows us on Twitter. He, he knows how to DM me. I mean, I, I would have been more than happy to do so. I would have been more than happy. Alex Heil, I don't think the Cam Pringle kid has committed. Nick Stebman says apparently Mark told him his producer made the post and he's not responsible for it. He told me directly it was his producer in charge of the Fan Upstate account. Well, I mean, I can tell you Mark doesn't send out every tweet from that account. But if you – here's the thing. I'm sure, Nick, you didn't do – well, and I don't want to assume you didn't do this, but most didn't. If you go actually listen to the audio, though, I mean, I don't – you know, you want to blame the producer, fine, but, like, Mark said that. Mark said that in the audio. He said that South Carolina wanted Garrett Riley and Clem Sucks got it. That's what he said. That's what he said. So, I mean, he said exactly what – exactly what – was tweeted. Jeff Gullett says, if you believe Beamer wanted Loggins over Riley, you are kidding yourself. Again, Jeff, it's just, you know, I don't know what's more interesting. One of these two options happened. Which one is the more interesting? Yeah, let, let's, let's pose that question to the masses. Because one of two things happened. Which one would be more intriguing to you? Option number one is that Dowell Loggins really was the guy from the start. There were no other calls made. There were no other interviews. It was Dowell Loggins from the jump, and Shane Beamer got his guy. No other calls were made. No other candidates were entertained. It was Dowell Loggins from the start. That's option number one. Or option number two, which is Shane Beamer did conduct other interviews. There were other candidates that were ahead of Dowell Loggins, a.k.a. Garrett Riley, and South Carolina did not get him and went down the chain until they got to option three, option four, whatever it was, and Dowell Loggins was their man. So which one is the more intriguing set of circumstances? And again, what's so, you know, th this argument, it it's all he said, she said, per sources, nonsense. It's all just made up fairy tale land. We don't have anything concrete that really tells us one way or the other. But again, what's more intriguing? The fact that Dowell Loggins was number one from the jump and there were no other interviews or conversations had, a.k.a. we didn't even entertain Garrett Riley, who was the hot name out there, or the second option that we did want him and we couldn't get it. So which one do you think, I mean, which story would you be more intrigued by? Which story, should I say, would you be more surprised by? What are your thoughts? I, I think that's one that'll do really well. Clip that, he says. I, I, I think that's one that'll do really well. I, I just wonder, and I and I just said I don't want to keep the combo going, yet I'm going to literally post that on social media, and the masses are going to go crazy. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Awesome. Dave Garrett. Dave, what's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. Happy holiday. Happy holiday um, to you as well. But the, the only one that's going to win out of this situation is Mark. Um, Mark was stating his opinion. Um, 
and really and, and truly, Beamer can't really say anything else. He can only say, we got our guy. He can't lay claim to wanting X, Y, or Z and was stuck with with Loggins. Um, I actually, um, I wasn't a Loggins fan at first, but uh, I actually hoped they would talk with Shanahan from um, JMU. But Spencer and, and Wells coming back, you know, they know more about the ins and outs than I do. If um, if if they're going to give him a chance, and hell, I will too. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you, my friend. Yeah. Um, You've already started your position by position on um, on baseball. Mm. Yes, yes, that started today. Yeah, we started with starting pitchers today. Um, yeah, that has started. Okay, cool. Um, being a former catcher, I'm, I'm I'm interested in what you have to say about about this year's this year's team, as far as that position goes. Um, the other question I had for you, I know in high school, nothing personal, but us catchers watched a whole lot more film than our pitchers did. Is it, was that the same case in, in college? I'll take it off the air, man. Talk to you soon. Dave, you're the man. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, catchers. So we, we start, we talked, uh, starting pitchers on today's show. Relievers will be Thursday. I don't exactly know when we go around the diamond. So I, 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 we might start with catchers. I don't know. Maybe we can start with catchers. Either way, uh, the catcher position, you know, you lose Burgey. That's the big one. But I, I think you upgraded. Um, you add Jonathan French. The transfer from Clem sucks. Um, you know, Talmadge LeCroy is back. Cole Messina is back. You also added another big bat. The name slips me right now. But um, – You've got real competitive depth at catcher. Um, you got some big bats at catcher. I think, again, I think you'll be improved at catcher. It feels like for the first time in a while, you've got real depth that you can lean on. Um, you know, I, I love Burgie, Burgie barrels, but realistically with the stick, right, you had an eight or nine hole hitting catcher. So um, I think at catcher, you know, Dave, to your point, I think you'll be much better. You know, Lee Croy isn't great defensively, but I like what he can do with the stick. French is great defensively. What he does swinging the bat, it wasn't great. He wasn't great at Clemson. Um, but yeah, catcher, I think should be much improved and should be a strength for South Carolina. Um, in regards to watching film, I, I don't, I think these days, man, everybody watches film. So I, dude, I didn't watch film though. Like we, we, we were not watching film, uh, when I was in college, also D2 problems, right? Like we, we didn't have that technology. Um, but yeah, no, today's point, you know, again, I, I think the only person that really wins, is Mark Ryan in this scenario. And what I would say is this, though, that, again, you said it's his opinion. Well, Mark spoke on it as if it was fact. That, that's, that's where I need some clarification, right? Is it fact or is it opinion? Because those are, too much diff- those are two very different things, right? Because Mark made it sound as if, and he's, do- he's done it multiple times, because he's, he's saying that, you know, I have it on good authority per a bunch of sources that they wanted Riley and didn't get him. Then I also see Mark saying, you know, it was my opinion that they wanted Riley. Well, which one is it? Because those are two very different things. 
Those are two very different things. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's it's again, it's it's one of those it's one of those polarizing conversations because there's no real there's no real solution that can be implemented because it's all he said she said per sources BS. That's all it is. Um, my guy Brendan and Dalton tuned into the Daily Crow. Appreciate you boys. Uh, Dalton says he's going to call in after his lunch. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, John Everett, it's it's all speculation. It, it, it's all speculation of what's going down. So, I don't know. Anyways, guys, uh, does anybody want to talk baseball? Really excited. Today's podcast, of course, talking Yardcocks. We began the position at preview series talking South Carolina's Starting pitchers, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you this, guys, not to get ahead of myself, because we'll do the full season preview and predictions and all that, projected rotation, lineup, good stuff. But, um, and I know I feel like we say it every year. But this team, if this team can swing it, they might go to Omaha. I, I think the pitching's that good. Like, I, I really believe the pitching will be that good. And it's all led, of course, by Will Sanders, right? Your, your, your big-time ace projected first rounder uh, you know he's got got crazy movement sink on the fastball you know really good breaking stuff the changeups come along he's got that splitter as well you know I think the next the next step for Will is um, coming into his own just as a big time Friday night guy right that mentality right the overall mental side of the game um, you know he's transformed his body he's added 15 to 20 pounds of good weight per Mark Kingston He's a guy that's going to sit 95 to 97. I mean, he, he's a dude that I think you look at realistically, and I say we should win 90% or more of his starts. Like, we, when he toes the rubber, we should win. And I know that's much easier said than done because every Friday night in the SEC, you're taking on these big-time guys. You're taking on, like, future MLB guys. But uh, Will Sanders, you know, he, he plays second fiddle to no one. So South Carolina's got a damn good one. they got a first-rounder. you got to take advantage of it. And I think, again, for Will, that next step is the – the mental side of the game and uh, coming into his own as, as, as a leader on this ball club, truly, and a leader of not just, again, the pitching staff and the starting rotation, but a leader of this baseball team, right? Taking over is like, I am a guy that's going to set the tone every single week. And I know we've talked about that a lot in the past, but that's who you are. That's why the Friday night spot is so coveted, right? That's why it's so coveted. You're that dude. You're our horse. You're that guy we are leaning on. So he's got the stuff. He's got the projectability. I mean, he's got everything. He's got everything. Will Sanders is your prototypical, you know, big league arm. It's it's an easy 95. It's electric stuff. I think coming into his own, the mental side of the game, evolving and really having that bulldog mentality and that 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 I'm going to take the baseball and shove it up your ass mentality and being a leader of this ball. I'm not saying he did a bad job doing that last year, but continuing to come into his own in that way. Uh, I think it'll pay off great dividends for the starting rotation and turn this ball club as well. So, uh, John Edward, if you could share what I DM'd you yesterday, I'd like for everyone in TDC land to know. Yes, I, John Edward, you are, um, you are, you are adamant about me telling everyone. Yeah, John Edward, uh, if I got to find the DM, John Edward's younger brother got engaged, and John Edward is the best man. Congratulations, John Edward. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Congratulations to you and the and the Kruger family. So, Mark Sturkey says, dude, you're dreaming again. Everything the Gamecocks play are national champions. Wake the hell up, dude. So, I got some people like Mark Sturkey that think I'm garnet glasses, over-the-top positive. I think we're just the greatest at everything. I've got some people who think I'm over-the-top negative. I think we're just terrible, and I want to fire every coach. Which one is it? 
Mark, I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass about um, this Gamecock starting rotation. This this rotation's going to be filthy. It's it's one of the top three or four rotations in the SEC. It's one of the best in college baseball, in my opinion. So when you look at stuff, when you look at the guys you have returning, I mean, you're looking at either you're going to have Sanders in game one. Um, you know, you got you got Matthew Becker, you've got Noah Hall, Jack Mahoney's back from injury. Um, you know, you got Eli Jones who returned, who was fantastic in the midweek last year. You got some big time arms, dude. You got some big time arms. So, um, Coach Ford, I think you blow with the wind with regard to Beamer. Trust him, Beamer. Coach Ford, I, I just, I just, I completely disagree with you. I, I really do. I feel like I'm as critical and harsh on Beamer as one can possibly be. I'm not going to be harsh and critical on Beamer for the sake of it, but Coach Ford, you act as if I just. I just fall in line to everything Shane Beamer says, which is completely false. Now, I would say this, Coach Ford, I choose not to be miserable because I'm a, I'm a very happy and positive person in my personal life and my day-to-day life. So, you know, I think at some point, I think at some point, yes, Coach Ford, I think you have to give Shane Beamer some benefit of the doubt. I mean, the man did beat Tennessee and Clem Sucks to end the year. You know, I, I think at some point, you know, we, we can be critical of certain things, but I'm also not going to live a guilty till innocent mindset, which is, I think, Coach Ford, where you come from. Like, I think that's where you come from. You you live a guilty until innocent mindset in a lot of these issues, right? Um, I I just and so I I don't live that way. I, I don't operate that way. I'm I'm critical of plenty of things, but dude, I mean, Coach Ford, you're really going to say that I just blow with the wind? How many people went out on a limb and said that the find some joy comment was was bullshit and misguided and it didn't hit? Nobody except yours truly. So I, I don't want to hear about this blow with the wind, just say whatever, trust it. Like, I think you have to trust your head coach. If you didn't trust your head coach, you shouldn't be your head coach. You see what I'm saying? But the thing with Loggins, I've said my piece, Coach Ford, on Loggins. I have not sugarcoated my thoughts on the Dowell Loggins thing. I've said many times I'm skeptical of it. I've said many times it's a questionable hire. It's suspect. It's underwhelming. Does that mean it won't work out? I mean, sure. It, it doesn't mean it won't work out, but I, you know, I'm not just blindly trusting anything. And I kind of feel insulted that you insinuate that. I really do. Because that's not what this show is about. That's not what my commentary is about. I try to be fair. But Coach Ford, you just want to burn it down, my guy. That's the problem. You, you, you just want to tear the whole thing down. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be fair on both sides. You do have to trust Beamer, but I'm also very questionable, and I look at things through a critical eye. So come correct, slap dick. All right, let's jump into a quick break. On to the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crush. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Guys, let me remind you, TSUS.store, the Beamer Rattler 23 merch, has officially hit the online store. Everything from golf polos, dad hats, trucker hats, foam trucker hats, hoodies, long sleeve, T-shirts, everything. You need that's over at TSUS.store. Be sure to go check it out. Let's jump straight to the phone lines. Talk 
Okay. Dalton, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, just enjoying my day off uh, for Martin Luther King Day. I had a nice uh, teriyaki salad for lunch. Um, it was good. Just chilling. Love that. Love to hear that, my friend. But, I mean, the reason why I wanted to call is I know, you know, people are probably tired of relitigating it and putting attention on Mark Ryan. But, you know, I've, I've noticed a lot of fans, you know, approaching this situation with the wrong mentality or, you know, I, I think what they're doing is they're imposing their wants and desires for the program on, on what Beamer want, wants for the program, right? Now, if you go back to the tweet that initially started it, again, you know, you've already said this, Mark Ryan put out that tweet basically to paint the narrative and that, you know, we missed on Garrett Riley and Clemson got him, meaning, you know, we're the poverty program. He, he turned us down, meaning we're not good enough. Clemson's the better program. Now, obviously, most Gamecock fans would disagree with that, right? I mean, Beamer obviously disagrees with it, and he wanted to defend his program. Um, you know, I, I see no uh, problem with that, right? The, the issue I have is, is, you know, all of our fans that just assert that Beamer is 100% lying and he's just trying to save face because, you know, they think that, he, that Riley was his number one target when there really isn't any evidence to suggest that. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a dangerous game to play, right? When, when you're when you're making assumptions, because we've all heard the, the old adage, you know, what what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, right? So, and that's and that's and I know you're um, you're obviously not coming at me for this because I I, I thought our, our chatter late last week Friday was, um, you know, was was very normal. I mean, I thought I raised real concerns or conversation around what the fans wanted you know I, I would never try to assume or insinuate hey I know for a fact what Shane Beamer wanted because we don't know so it's like why even play that game to begin with right, right? again it's a, it's a dangerous game so to your point yeah it's 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 it, it is dangerous to it, it, hey listen listen is it hard to believe a little bit maybe that he didn't want Riley maybe a little bit but just from what our knowledge I'm not an SEC football coach like I, I don't know I'm not in the building right so to your point again, it's it's just a really hard game, or it's just a dangerous game to play, and um, and that's why you know I, I hope Mark comes on Wednesday because I'm just you know is he going to double or triple down and say no 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 I've got sources that tell me they talked and Beamer is off base here, or is he going to say well I was just voicing this as my opinion I'm not a reporter because those are two very different things, those are two very different things, and so, and another thing. Another thing I think you have to remember here is that just because someone is on a hot list or they're, you know, one of a target, they're a target on Coach Beamer's list for who he would maybe want to get as a hire, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were the number one guy, right? I mean, if you look at the tweets that um, Mark Ryan put out, it he seemed to suggest like Garrett Riley was the number one guy on the list. They targeted him. They talked to him. They even offered him and they missed. And just, 
you know, just because Garrett Riley may have been on the list, and I think he probably was on the list, right? Um, you know, there's no point in, you know, just completely leaving him out of the list of names that you would want to maybe talk to or gauge interest or what have you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Shane Beamer really, really, really wanted him or even offered him or even interviewed him, right? Um, I think Loggins was at the top of the list with, you know, Riley to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, really Loggins was, was the only one that we actually offered to take the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, indeed. I mean, it's – it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, you, you do – you know, I know Coach Ford, I hate to hear this, but you do have to trust Shane Beamer's decision-making to uh, – you know, to some degree, he's your head football coach. You know what I mean? So, um, what went into that decision-making? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of different factors there. And, again, with the with the whole thing of, like, there wasn't a whole lot of information. Like, if you look at the, quote-unquote, insiders, you know, what JC and, and guys like Mike Yuba who have, quote-unquote, inside sources into the, the uh, coaching search at the time, there really wasn't a whole lot of chatter, right? It, it was just kind of, you know, here's a hot board, here's a list of names uh, that are potential options for Shane Beamer. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like uh, South Carolina's offered Dow Loggins. Dow Loggins has accepted the contract with time. And honestly, that's, that's the way you want it to be, right? You don't want a whole lot of leaks of, you know, all people saying, oh, they offered this guy, but – who turned them down, you know, it, it makes it look like it, it's a, uh, it, it is a poverty program at that point. If you're having all these people leak everything you're doing in your coaching search, you know, uh, I know it was really recent, but one example of this would be the Lamont Paris, you know, uh, coaching search with, with uh, the new basketball coach, right? The whole Sean Miller at home. Sean Miller is, has been offered. He's going to sign a contract. Oh no, he got away. Same thing with Kirby smart, right? You, you don't want that to happen. I'd rather, I'd rather it not be known that we missed on a guy and just be able to deny that that ever happened and save face than for it to be 100% known that we had a guy, we offered him, the paperwork was on the table and then he ran away to another school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger storyline from this, really, Dalton, is that, you know, Beamer got his guy. He's made that very clear. And, you know, so I, I think there should be a lot of weight taken into how Loggins, and I know this is maybe stating the obvious, but how Loggins works out in Columbia. Because, um, you know, if, if, if Beamer's that confident that Loggins is the guy and it doesn't work. And I guess this would have happened either way, right? Like, this would have happened if Garrett Riley got hired, too. I'm not saying that. But it, it heightens the pressure, in my opinion, of now, you know, if, if Beamer's so convinced he's the guy and it for whatever reason. Because, I mean, and, and, I, and I, again, I'm not going into it with a guilty till proven innocent mindset. But unfortunately, you do have to factor in that, you know, by all accounts, Beamer believed Satterfield was the guy, too. At least at some point, at some point he did. And I know it was a little different scenario because the whole Mike Bobo thing and he dips out and, 
you know, was that a hire where his buddy's doing him a favor or was that a hire where, you know, I, I don't know that Sat truly was his first choice. But Beamer has stuck his neck out out there for Dowell Loggins. So, you know, right. it, it as needs you, to work. As you would want your coach right, to do. Right, right. But I'm just saying that, it, that it, like, do it needs to work. It needs to work because if it's Sat all over again, you just wonder, like, why were you so adamantly over the top you know, vouching for this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if I'm really conveying the point I'm trying to convey because there's going to be pressure no matter what, I, but. Um, I, I get yeah. what you're saying, but, I, but I mean, in, in my view, there was already an immense amount of pressure oh, going yeah. into, uh, you know, this, this coaching hire, right. No matter who we got, yeah. if we had gotten Garrett Riley, Dow Loggins, Ben Johnson from the yeah. Lions, the OC at JMU, literally whoever it was, there was going to be pressure to produce just because of the fact that, you know, we weren't a productive offense for, you know, two full years, basically. Right. Um, so I, I think no matter what, there was going to be pressure on it. Uh, Shane Beamer knows that. I mean, he obviously, um, he obviously dealt with the boosters and the fans that were mad about Dow Loggins being hired even before the whole Garrett Riley thing happened. So he, he knows that there's pressure. And I mean, at every single, uh, you know, every single turn of the corner and every single event that has happened, he's backed up his guy. He's defended his program. He's defended how he wants to run his program. And, you know, that's kind of what you want your head coach to do. Right. I, I know Beamer's a, a very emotional guy. He leads with emotion a lot, and, um, you know, he, he's not afraid to call journalists out or have a reaction that, you know, maybe other head coaches in the SEC or in the Power Five wouldn't have. And honestly, you know, I'm completely fine with that. It shows that he truly cares about this program and his legacy and what we're doing going forward, mm-hmm. you know. And, no, and, and you know, other fan bases on Twitter are going are gonna to shit on him no matter what. You know, they already do. They, they, it wouldn't have matter if he called out Mark Ryan or, or not. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and I guess that's my point, too, though, about the whole the tweet and everything. Because, again, on one hand, like, I love it. You know, he's going to bat for Loggins, for Carolina football, for, for, for everybody, right? But on the flip side, it's like you said, Dalton, like, people are going to hate and talk shit no matter what. And I just feel like when you reply, you're just – pouring gasoline on a fire you didn't have to so it's you know what i mean like i i, I don't know I, I think you're better off just saying you know what we're gonna block it all out and and uh you know it's it's not like mark ryan or the fan upstate is an entity that's at, at is at you know their pressers or has credentials or anything like that i mean it, you know that 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 face-to-face maybe is a little bit different but just you know the the random the back and forth on Twitter. I mean, we all know Twitter's a cesspool, right, to a degree. I mean, it is. It's it just – and you're not going to get very far – you're not going to get very far entertaining the, the craziness. So, I, I don't know. I, I think Beamer would probably be better off in the long run to just leave it alone and, you know, let the talking heads and, and talk. I agree and, with that. I mean, you know, so. I agree with that. But, again, I mean, this is only his third year as a, as a big-time, you know, SEC football coach, right? So he's got to he's got to learn to a certain degree, you know, on the job and, and handling the media is part of the job, right? I mean, we all know how Beamer liked to handle the media with, yeah. you know, even when he first got here, right, with the whole thing with Georgia where he was talking about they got five stars up and down the field, 
you know, it's it's hard to defend on X, Y, Z, and that whole clip went viral, and then the whole thing with him, you know, saying find some joy. I mean, it's just right. it's just how he is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I got no problem with. Yeah, him, I would you know? I would just say this. I would just say this in regards to Shane Beamer's tweet. Nothing will speak more loudly than going out on the field and scoring a lot of points and winning. Like, if you want to make your point greater than any tweet ever could, if you want to stick it to people like Mark Ryan, hey, like me, like others on social media who doubt your hires, doubt your decision-making, hey, you go win, you go score a lot of points doing so, you go live your best life with the best possible football team you can field, and you have great success, that'll speak louder than anything else ever could. So, you know, I, I know that's much easier said than done, right? Because it's not in our human nature. I mean, I, I could I could go off the entire show about this, about it's not in our human nature to to go on social media and see people talking shit about us and to have restraint. And, you know, it's it's something that has to be mastered and has to be learned. But I, I, I think in, in the long haul, that that's that's the move. You know what I mean? That winning will take care of all that nonsense. It really does. I agree, and uh, I look forward to what Dow Logan can uh, do with this program. I mean, he passed the first hurdle. He got his quarterback back, which I think we all know yeah. is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he passed the first mark. It just all depends on how it works out on the field because, you know, I see a lot of fans saying, you know, when the, when the Garrett Riley news came out, a lot of fans were saying, oh, you know, this is why Clemson is always going to be better than us because they can go out and get the hot name and we got to settle for, you know, random guys that nobody has ever heard of. Right. That, that was kind of the narrative that I think Mark Ryan and others wanted to paint uh, going into it. So, but you know, the hot name doesn't always work out. The hot name isn't always the best hire. Shane Beamer wasn't a hot name when we hired him, you know, no, nobody, he wasn't on the top of anybody's uh, list. You know, Billy Napier was the hottest name out there for, for a head coaching job. And we see what he's doing at Florida with a lot more resources than what we have here at Carolina. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to how it uh, plays out on the field. And, and uh, I think it will will have success. But, you know, I, I just uh, wanted to put my two cents in. And, and uh, you know, I, I look forward to hearing from Mark Ryan on the show and, and for you to confront him on, on this whole thing. And I don't think he'll take it back or apologize, but, you know, I, I just want to see, you know, a little bit of clarification or see, you know, what he was kind of thinking when he, he put that out there. Yeah. Hey, let Loggins cook, my friend. That's it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let him cook. <laughs> and you have, you have a good Monday. Yeah, Dalton, I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, brother. Take care. Great stuff from our guy Dalton. Awesome stuff, man. The the Gamecocks OC conversation continues. Coleman Hall says this. And Coleman, I, I'll tell you this, because he says without getting my head chopped off. I, I love the fact, Coleman, there's somebody in the comments who's just willing because I love both sides of the banter. I run towards the banter, not away from it, right? So, Coleman says this, without getting my head chopped off, what has Beamer done outside of the Tennessee and Clemson wins? What was the state of the program before Tennessee? And, Coleman, I'll tell you this. You you raise a very interesting point. I mean, you it's hard to say, well, if those two games don't happen. I mean, those are two humongous wins. It's to take away, you know, to, to, to take away those wins is, 
you know, it's kind of a reach. But to your point, to your point, you know, if you if if those magical nights didn't happen and you somehow lost those games and you know you finished six and six after even if even if they were close losses, even if they were close losses, I, I just God, what's the state of your program right now? What are, what are your thoughts? And then you hire Dowell Logan. You know, what, 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 are, what are the thoughts around your program? Probably not pretty good. Probably, probably not very good. But thankfully, we're not in that position. So thankfully, we're not in that position. Guys, we're in the second hour, 843-790-3377. Appreciate you all tuning in. Very, very excited to be chatting with you all here on this Monday, January the 16th, 2023. Let's see. Again, guys, of course, podcast dropped this morning, episode 751. Uh, anybody want to talk basketball? <laughs> this is basketball. Just like a roller coaster, just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Beat Kentucky in the road, lose by 40. Win another game, lose by 40. It's just like we're either winning or we're losing by 40. So, there you go. The roller coaster that is Lamont Paris's first year. I, I, I mean – that's it. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's it's crazy to think within a week span, you lose by 40 on your home floor to Tennessee, you beat Kentucky at their place, and then you come back home and you lose by 40 again. How did like that that is impressive to a point. That's impressive to a point. Uh, Michael Ray, I apologize for missing your comments. Let me see. Let me go back. What did you say? Uh, see you talking about Lenora Sellers. What else did you say? Let me see. Did I miss a couple? Oh, Tanner Bailey. Sorry about that. I wonder if Tanner Bailey or Braden Davis will ever play for us. I mean, Michael Ray, I think it just comes down to, you know, I mean, I know it's a coach speak answer, but whoever just wins the job. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, Michael Ray. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know, you know. So, I, this, by the way, this week, this is a big week. Thursday, the transfer portal closes. So, I would not be surprised if we have a couple more players into the transfer portal. I'll just leave it at that. So, I, I would not be shocked. I mean, this is the week. Shit or get off the pot, right? Um, yes, 12 Chris Smith. I do want to highlight the ladies won by 30 yet again. So, congratulations to Dawn Staley's team. Um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Nick Stevens says, Kentucky lost to us on purpose. Sure. Um, Coach Ford says, Bailey or Davis, one will transfer unless we finally move Dodie to wide receiver. Yeah, I, you know, how they handle the quarterback position, I think it'll be really interesting. You know, I, I from all accounts, I think Tanner Bailey's a really talented player. I mean, Oregon wanted him, so that, I think that says a lot. Um, but I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's really tough to say, my friend, for sure, you know, will those guys play. I mean, you've got a really deep quarterback room, and it's just who emerges out of that group. Um, it's just who emerges out of that group and, you know, comes into their own as, as the next guy, right? I mean, it's, you know, Spencer Rattler back now, so we all we all know there's no mystery going into this season. So I think your first question, your first question probably turns to um, who sticks around, right? I, I, I just, I find it pretty, and I don't say this like, you know, um, in a negative way, I just I find it pretty hard to believe that uh, nobody hits the portal. Like, there's like seven quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It's like seven quarterbacks. So I don't know. 
Brennan M says, can we talk women's basketball, Chris? They at least win consistently. Yeah, let's talk about them. Beat Mizzou. Beat the, beat the hell out of Mizzou. You know, there was a comment. There was a comment post-game. I forget which one of our players said it after the women's basketball game. They said something like they were asked about the rivalry with Missouri. And one of our players was like, it ain't no rivalry. We don't consider it a rival. You know, we just want to beat them. And I'm like, dude, if this was said in any other sport, this, this, this comment would have gone viral, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, it ain't a rivalry. Like, they're, they're not, we don't consider them rivals. That's what she said. We don't consider them rivals. So, Matt says, can Rattler start 2023 like he finished 2022? That's another big question mark. Indeed. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Um, and that'll be up to Dowell Loggins. Again, I, I, you know, we talked about, like, what is, the, what is the grace period? What is the grace period for Dowell Loggins? I don't think there is one. I don't think there is one. I don't think there's a grace period of any kind. I, I think it's, you know, and, and, you, and you don't really have time to, to, to have that, right? I mean, yeah, you got Furman week two, but week one out the gate – Week one out the gate, you got UNC. And you're going to have to score points to win that football game, right? You're going to have a bit of a retooled defense in the back half. I know you got some talented players in your secondary, but, you know, it's going to be a challenge with Drake May. They're probably – they're going to score, right? You're going to have to score too. So, I don't think there's going to be a grace period. I mean, if we go back to early in the season, back to what we saw early in 2022, which is a slow, stagnant offense, you know, not a lot of productivity. Like, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Dowell Loggins. You, you got to hit the ground running. In this 2023 season, because again, the way you start out, I mean, you got UNC, Furman's your layup, then you go to Athens. So uh, you better be ready because it gets real very, very fast, right? So um, anyways. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Really excited to chat with each and every single one of you. Um, you know, it's crazy, guys. We start our baseball content. Basketball happened over the weekend, yet we still find ourselves here on this show. 90% of the show, we're still talking football. <laughs> we're still – I mean, it just – it moves the needle. Football's king. I get it. I get it. Football's king. I, I absolutely get it. I absolutely get it. And, and I'm and I'm someone – I lean into it. I embrace it, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Aaron. Aaron, what's up, my man? How are you? Man, rolling on the way to work, man. What's happening? Happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, happy MLK Day, my friend. I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. What's up? Man, so this ain't, listen, the Loggins-Riley thing ain't hard, right? Riley's been the hot name for the past two or three years from the fans. From a fan perspective, from the fan perspective, Riley has been the hot name that everybody's been wanting for the past three years. Uh, everybody was expecting, we don't know, everybody was expecting Beamer to make a run at Riley. You know, when the, when the offensive coordinator search opened, he hired Loggins. Now, Loggins is unproven. He's unproven in college. You know, Riley Riley is a hot name, but both, both of the guys are unproven, and most fans wanted Riley, and you didn't get him. And then somebody you don't like got him. So it's like 
you you've been hollering at that chick for like two months on the low. And all of a sudden she come out on her Instagram post with this this new brother and you wondering like what's going on? That that's all it is, man. It ain't really it ain't really no big deal. Now you just gotta go you gotta go make it happen with the chick you You gotta go make it happen with the chick. You gotta go make it happen with the chick you got, my guy. Can't worry about that other chick. That's it. That's it. Hey, if you can't love the one you want, it, like they say in the old days, man, if you can't love the one you want, you got to love the one you with. It's just, it's, you know. That's a good point. That's a great point. Great advice. That's great advice. I mean, so he's got two nice pieces. Rattler, Rattler coming back. Those last two games were awesome. Let's see if he can be Let's let's see if he can be more consistent. Like, I'm I'm not totally convinced, but he yeah he put a sock in everybody's mouth with those last two games because he was he was off the chain, and he he played decent. He played decent against uh, against Notre Dame. It, it's not it, it's going to be difficult for anybody when you're freaking one dimensional, and that's going to be one of the issues. The only issue I can foresee, well, two issues, the lack of a seasoned offensive line and lack of a seasoned running back. Like, you can't put Juju out there and expect him to freaking uh, carry the ball 15 15 to 20 times. I mean, they go bust that little dude up. I know I would if he came my way. But, yeah. And on your little football, not football, baseball topic, I wrote down in the comments, like, yeah, I've been hearing about this great pitching staff since damn Eric Hempy. I think that's late 90s. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a good one, man. I'm just listening to you on the way to work before I have to clock in and get this paper. Aaron, you're the man. I'm all that job. Yeah, no, you're a legend, man. You're a legend. Take care. Be good. And we'll talk soon. All right. Yeah, man. Peace. Aaron is a legend. Absolutely. I love that. Dance with the one or lo- love the one. Uh, lo- <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Don't love the one you want. Love the one you got. <laughs> or if you can't love the one you want, love the one you got. Love that. Uh, Eric, my guy. Yeah. So that's another thing, too. The QB1 stuff is still available. Obviously, with with Rattler's return, the QB1 merch, this is all still available. So, y'all check it out, TSUS.store. I see my guy, Keith. I was promised baseball. That must be tomorrow. Keith, listen, here's the thing, Keith. We talked baseball in the pod. I I talked a little bit of Will Sanders earlier. I'm still planning on talking more baseball today. But, I mean, this is you guys' show. So, whatever y'all want to talk about, hey, Keith, you want to get the baseball, baseball conversation rolling? Yeah, throw it in the comments. We'll get it going. Again, I'm 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 very pumped, man. Tomorrow is one month till opening day, and I'll tell you at this point, you know, it's it's a it's a ble- it really like I am blessed. We are blessed, but I am blessed from a content perspective that I get to cover a team that has that day in day out. And I'm sure we're not the only ones, but it just feels like I sometimes sit back and I wonder: Do other schools have as much drama as we do? Like, like, do other schools, and I guess when, again, when you're, when you care about something as much as we do, 
and you're as interconnected to it as we are, right? Like, we follow every little thing. Like, we care. Diehards care a lot about the things that your casual fans don't really give a shit about, right? Like, for a casual fan, the Garrett Riley news probably didn't do anything. It probably didn't even move the needle. For us, it's like the biggest deal ever. Like, the casual, I mean, there's some people that are not even on Twitter. They're not even on Twitter. They don't even know what I'm talking about, right? But, uh, yeah, it's a blessing that we have so much to talk about. With that being said, would that be, oh, go listen to an Auburn pod. Yeah, they, they, they do have a lot of drama. But with that being said, uh, yeah, baseball stuff, Keith, I mean, again, I'm really excited. I, I graded the Gamecocks starting pitching an A. I am really, really excited for your starting rotation. I mean, I'll project, I'll project the starting rotation the week of opening day, but Will Sanders is going to be your game one guy, right? And I, I'll talk about that more in just a second, about the, the shuffling that happened last year. Will Sanders is your game one guy. I think Matthew Becker is your game two guy. Talking about a lefty that's, you know, 92-94. You know, we saw him last year, big sweeping curveball, plus change. I mean, the dude's filthy. The dude's filthy. Mark Kingston said over the fall, he could be one of the best left-handed pitchers in the country. And that was as a freshman, right? I think you're going to see Becker on Saturday. And I think Sunday, it's either going to be Noah Hall or Jack Mahoney. That's a pretty damn good trio right there. And you've got real competitive depth in your pitching staff, right? you got real competitive depth. So, you know, I graded an A. I, I think it'll be what it, one of the better starting rotations in the SEC. You know, I think last year, obviously, here, here's the thing. Last year, what was it? You had Sanders, Boz, Hicks. You need to stay healthy. There's no question. Hicks, and, and James Hicks is back, by the way. For, totally forgot. James Hicks is back. The only guy you really lost, guys, is Josiah Seitler, who was a starter, starting pitcher. And he didn't even hardly pitch last year because he got injured. So, the only guy you really lose is is Seitler, and again, he didn't really start. I mean, everybody is back, and you added transfer portal guys. I mean, your bullpen. We'll talk about it Thursday. Your bullpen is going to be filled. Your bullpen is pure filled, right? Your bullpen is pure filled. Now, the thing that I think needs to happen, the thing that I think needs to happen for this Yardcock starting rotation. And for me, what spells a successful season is just consistency. Consistency, weekend in, weekend out. And I understand that last year, a lot of shuffling took place because of injuries, because of poor performances, right? A lot of it was because of injuries. But, for example, Will Sanders. I don't think, even as good as his numbers were last year, I don't think we saw the best version of Will Sanders last year. Because there's a reason the Friday night spot, the game one spot, is so coveted. It's the best of the best. You're the tone setter. You're the guy. You're our horse. You're our ace. There's a reason guys want to be a game one starter. It's an honor. It's a privilege to get the baseball every Friday night at the University of South Carolina. It is, right? And so when you're shuffling him to different days, and I know you just say, well, I mean, who cares? You know, you just pitch on Sunday, you do the same thing. For the professionals, sure, guys. It's a job. You're a pro, whatever. But for a college kid, 18 to 21, the emotions matter, right? And, and the stage and the scenery, it matters. And so there was just a lot of inconsistency last year. There was inconsistency in performance. And, hey, I'll say this. The shuffling allowed other guys to step up. Noah Hall was incredible last year in game ones. He was fantastic. Matthew Becker stepped up at a lot of different times. But eventually, right, eventually the pitching staff wore down because of injuries, poor performances, shuffling, et cetera. So I think if you can just find consistency – you've got all the talent in the world. 
You can stick Will Sanders back in that game one spot, right? You've got Becker, you've got Hall, you've got Mahoney, you've got Hicks. I think how you divvy up Saturday, Sunday, we'll see, right? I think the return of Jack Mahoney is going to be massive. He's a guy, guys, that per D1Baseball.com, averaged 94.4 miles per hour in his fastball, topped out at 97, has a filthy slider. The changeup's coming along. He's developing that pitch. You got some guys with some electric stuff in that starting rotation. Again, I think it'll be one of the best in the SEC. Finding consistency, in my mind, guys staying healthy, being consistent, everyone sort of coming into their own, that I think is going to be the key for this group, and I think that's what will spell a successful season for your starting pitchers. They do that, you're going to have a chance every weekend. I mean, you're going to – like like I said, Will Sanders shouldn't lose. He should not lose. Now, he's – you know, he's human. You know, he's going to have some – but also, Will Sanders got to step up. Will Sanders got to be that dude, man. Hey, you want to be – you're, hey, you're projecting you're going to be a first-rounder. You're this – bro, have an All-American type season. Because here's the thing, guys. Baseball's not a game where it's like football, where it's like, well, you know, Spencer Rattler can only do so much because the running backs were this and the receivers were this. Will Sanders controls his own fate. He controls his own fate. You're the one holding the ball. The game goes as you go. If you're on point, if you're, and I know the baseball guys are a thing, and, you know, there are, other, there are some other factors, your defense behind you, right, your run support, but this ain't like football and this ain't like basketball where it's like, well, I, you know, I'm kind of a, kind of a victim to the team around me. How good, how good's my offensive line? How good's my, my center, my guard? You got the ball in your hand. You control it. You control your own fate. You control your own destiny. The power to be an All-American, to have an All-American season, it's in your hand. It's literally in your – you are holding the baseball. It's up to you. That's it. It's up to you. So I want to see Will Sanders step up. I, I want to see Will Sanders come into his own. Take it upon himself. We don't just need a good year from you. We need a great year, if not better than that. We need you to be the dude every single weekend. Like, teams should fear facing you. Teams should fear facing Carolina baseball when Will Sanders is on the bump. They should. So, I want to see him come into his own and be that guy. He's got all the potential in the world, guys. It's an e- You know, I said it earlier. It's an easy 95. You know, you can bump it up to 97. The breaking stuff's there. The change-up's there. He's got a splitter. He's got movement. He's got sync. It's all on you. It's all on you. Weekend in, weekend out. I'm not saying, you know, hey, he's going to have a bad outing. It's going to happen. It's baseball. But also, are you able to limit damage, right? Like, the, the big leaguers have bad outings. But they are able to, what makes them so special is, and this goes for any sport, right, that you're, it's, it's not that the ceiling is so much higher than everybody else's, right? They do have high ceilings. But take golf, for example. Everybody can hit a miraculous shot into the hole. Everybody can do that once in a while, right? It's not about what's your best shot. It's about what's your worst miss, right? So for a pro, you, you watch a golf tournament. They're getting upset, and the ball hits in the middle of the green. And you're like, what in the world? I would be celebrating. Well, that's because their misses are tiny, right? That's what makes guys elite. When you miss on a fastball on the outer black, or on the outside corner, do you miss just off the black couple inches, or do you miss down the dick? That's the difference. That's the difference, right? Limiting your misses. And again, it's baseball. You're going to get hit. You're going to give up bombs. Will Sanders is going to give up bombs. He's going to get hit. It's going to happen. He's going to have bad outings. But limiting the outings, limiting the bad outings, I should say, limiting, limiting the damage. And even when you're off, even when you're not having your best stuff, you're not having your best day, 
still being productive, giving your team five, six innings, and giving them a chance to win. So I'm excited. Again, Will Sanders, I I, I mean, he's – I mean, he's as good as any any frontline guy, any ace we've had in, in quite a while. I mean, he, he's 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 legit. I mean, he's he's a big league arm. I think you know. I, I've talked to guys like Will Crow and others, and they say you know he's got it. He's got he's got the stuff. You know, coming into his own is is what needs to happen. He's got maturing to do still, I think, and we'll see if he's done that going into this year. But you know, the body's there, the stuff is there. You know, I think he's got that moxie, that 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 competitive edge. Now it's all about. Now it's all about. Um, you know, just transforming or, or morphing into that guy, evolving into that dude. Guys, that being said, how's that for your baseball talk, Keith? Uh, on, on that note, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. Guys are back taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843 <clears throat> 843-790-3377. Again, really excited to chat with you all here on this Monday. Happy MLK Day. Uh, some of you are working. Some of you are off. However you're spending your day, I appreciate you being here and spending it with us. In case you missed it, guys, TSUS.store, the Beamer Rattler 23 Collection has officially dropped. Really excited for it. Go check it out. You're obviously going to need it for your football season. Of course, you need it ahead of the spring game. Why not go ahead and take advantage? Beamer Rattler 23 merch by popular demand. The merch is back, and stay tuned, guys. We are dropping tons of merch this week from, of course, Beamer Rattler today. We're re-releasing all of our baseball merchandise tomorrow. We've got some more football-related merch coming out later this week. Really, really looking forward to it. <laughs> Luke RJ says on a Robbie Davis-type beat, he says the baseball team just needs to try to try and win every game they play and try to hit the ball as hard as they possibly can every at-bat. I would say that's correct. <laughs> Brennan M says, I'm actively losing IQ points seeing this Georgia slap dick in the YouTube comments. Yeah, I, I see him, Brennan. I'm just trying to ignore it. Uh, Elizabeth Power, I love that Mahoney's back pitching. I wonder if there's any difference in his throwing after his injury. Uh, Chris Phillips, you know more than I do on the pitcher side. Uh, you know, Elizabeth, I'll be honest with you. I have not seen him in person throw the baseball. I don't think, though, that he's he's changed up anything. Uh, the good news is, obviously, is that his arm has bounced back. He's, you know, from what I've heard, he's stronger. Again, he's sitting 94, uh, 94, 95 miles an hour. So, um, you know, it sounds like he's good to go. And, you know, I listed him as my most approved. And, and the reason is because I think his ceiling is extremely high. You know, I think last year, you know, I admire the kid for trying to help out the ball club in a, in a, in a position player role. But, you know, he, he was never a position player. Uh, he, he's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. That's what he's going to be at the next level. I mean, he's got incredible velocity. Uh, he's a battler. He's a bulldog. He, he, he competes his tail off. So, now I uh, – from all I've heard, he's still throwing the baseball – you know, the exact same. He didn't have to change up his throwing motion at all, anything like that, which is good news. And uh, the velocity is back, right? The velocity is back and even better. So, uh, you know, we saw him as a freshman. I mean, he was incredible. He, he was absolutely incredible. And uh, looking forward to seeing what Jack Mahoney can do for this ball club, no doubt. So, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Uh, what do you guys want to discuss? Uh, I, you know, I was going to say it's a little bit of a slower day. There's never a slow day. What about basketball? 
Anything? Where's Brendan and Dalton? The homie Lamont. Bandwagon. Where y'all at? I could I could give y'all a take that would really uh that I feel like would really set folks ablaze, but it's a take I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. Um we are still playing basketball, Coach Ford. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. I just finished eating my lunch, so I decided what I was, was going to try to call in. What was for lunch for Robbie Davis today? Uh, let's see. I had some chicken and some rice with some cube steak in it. Okay. All right, that sounds delicious. It was pretty, it was delicious after I it was delicious either way because I tried it before I put hot sauce on it, but hot sauce made it better. So love that. First off, is it baseball season yet? Because this basketball team is getting hard to watch. Yeah, it's thirty-two days, my guy. We'll, we'll start the countdown. <laughs> Tomorrow, Almost a month. Yeah, Let's go. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a month. So I'm looking forward to the countdown returning. It's always a fun one. But, uh, yeah, yeah, basketball is, uh, you know, I, I tell you, Tuesday is going to be really interesting. Tuesday is going to be interesting. because or Tomorrow, I should say, because you, you take on <laughs> Ole Miss at the CLA, and they are defeated yeah. in conference play. Haven't won a game. So this will be a battle of the cellar dwellers, I think. And, uh, you know, obviously on your home floor. Yeah. Obviously on your home floor, you you need to uh, find a way to get the dub. But, uh, yeah, so. And and right before I called, I watched. I, 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 bared, I bared down and gritted my teeth and watched the highlight of the men's game mm-hmm. before I called. And for some reason – after going in to Kentucky and beating Kentucky, mm-hmm. we went into the A&M game all lackadaisical and just with no, with no, we didn't, from what I saw now, I didn't see us playing with the fire that we played with against Kentucky. I'm like, what, what, do, I watched the highlights and I was like, what are y'all doing? Are y'all, are, y'all are playing like, this is a nobody. This is A&M, even though, yes, they were 0-6 against us for, for, for the time being. Mm-hmm. But they were playing so sluggish. I was like, y'all are playing sluggish after going into, in, into Kentucky and beating Kentucky. This, is, this should not be happening. Right. Y'all should be playing with a fire in your gut because you did something that really nobody was expecting you to do whenever you went to Kentucky and you beat Kentucky. Yeah, I, I just I think this is going to be it's just, yeah, it's just going to be a roller coaster season, man. I mean, I, and, and, you know, no Hayden Brown by the way over the weekend. No Hayden Brown. Yeah, I, I think that was a yeah. We didn't Hayden Brown. That was, that was a killer. That was a killer. Yeah, because we, we we already lack depth. You know what I mean? We we already lack depth. So yeah, um, yeah. And that's the key with any sport. If you don't have depth, you're probably not going to do very well. 
yeah. with, with every sport, no matter what it is. If you ain't got the depth, it's probably going to be a long season. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, that's yes, you are correct. So I, I and you know, as expected, yeah. and as always, and as expected, the girls kicked butt and took names. Mm. Yeah. And Aaliyah Boston had her third straight double-double, which is good. And I just – I'm really excited for baseball, okay? Mm. I'm very excited because of the fact that of all the players we have coming back, from last year's team, we got every, everybody. Like you said, we got everybody coming back. So it's going to be hopefully an interesting and fun year for the baseball team. Because there was times where I'd be watching the game, and I was, and I'm just like, why aren't we? Why aren't we playing the way we're used to seeing? With like the we're the top dog mentality. And for a while, in the in twenty in in the twenty tens we were the we were the top dog. Okay. And I agree with you. Our Friday night starter needs to become that guy that whenever they see him on the bump, they're like, Oh crap. We're gonna have a long day and this this is not gonna be fun. Cause I and I absolutely agree with you, like you said being a Friday night starter in college baseball at the University of South Carolina is a big, big, big deal. And I'm not disregarding the Saturday or Sunday starters, but being a Friday night starter is a big deal. It is a big deal. You are correct. A very big deal, and 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 if our and if our if our pitchers are as good as advertised, I think we could have a really good year. And I think I think it'll be either. I think it's gonna. I think this year is a make it to make it to the tournament or the season's a bust. I mean, Pinkston's already on the hot. He's already been on. He's he's been on the hot seat for what, over a year. Yeah, I'd say since if the start, we don't since, make the, it to the since the start of last year, yeah, the seat's been warming up and and it's it's pretty damn warm now. Yeah, it's, yeah, because as game as 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 fans, as especially Gamecock fans, we're not used to seeing a bad product on the diamond. Okay, yeah. and I'm talking about even before we won the two national titles in 2010 and 2011. Okay, because I knew that we had a good baseball team even before then. Mm-hmm. But with winning those two titles, now fans are expecting us to be in the conversation every single year, which is that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. With the success that we've had. Yes, that is absolutely the way it should be.
and I think with this whole Dowell Loggins mess that I've been talking about, right? Like I have said over and over and over and over and over and over again, we're not the ones getting paid the big bucks, okay? We do not have control over what Beamer does. Beamer is the one getting the paychecks. Let him do his job. I feel like people have forgotten who he has been an assistant under, okay, to an extent. All right? He knows how to build a football team. Let him do his thing. Let him do his dang job, okay? Seriously. If you if you want to if you want to whine and complain, there's there's plenty of other place other places you can do that. I'm just gonna let Beamer do do the job. I'm gonna I'm gonna count down the days as we get closer to you know to September or whatever. I know we got a while, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just show up any chance I can and or watch any games when I get the chance to, which I'll probably watch every game anyways. But any but I just wanna see us just do what I've like what me and most of the people have been doing. Just trust Shane Beamer. Just trust him. Because I feel like sometimes people are losing trust over something we don't have control over, which is the Dow Loggins hire. Again, I don't I don't know really anything about Dow Loggins except for that he was the quarterback coach mm-hmm. for Baker Mayfield and Connor Shaw. That's about it. That's about all I know about Dow Loggins. Okay? So I'm just going to let Beamer do what he's getting paid to do and he's getting paid a lot of money to do it. That is a fact. And again, his daddy, okay? His daddy is a coaching legend, all right? So if he needs any advice, he can call his daddy, all right? But I'm going to let, I'm going to just let Beamer do his job. Robbie, question, side note. Do you do you call your dad daddy? No. Okay, I was just curious. I either call him dad or pops or just to mess with him, I call him an old man. Right. I was just curious. No no reason for asking. <laughs> I, just, I was curious. <laughs> but uh, and uh, at some point, well, actually, uh, later on today, I'm going to uh, situate my bedroom because I found out yesterday that I am moving. So, You're moving? Yep. You, you, out, of, you, moving you, out, of, you out of Roebuck? No, I'm not. I know I've been out of Roebuck. I'm just going to be out of Orangeburg. Out of the over? Where, where are you? Do you mind me asking where you're going? I'm going to be moving in with my mama and Rod Smith, a.k.a. Marion R26. Marion. love it. Down in, uh, like, Somerville, right? Yeah. Hey, low country, like Robbie. in the middle between. Huh? You're going to be low country, Robbie. 
yeah, I'll be living somewhere in the yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, and and like with Lamont Paris, right? He basically had to hurry up and put a team together because whenever he got hired, literally, or even before he got hired, we literally lost just about everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's going to, like, and, and I know I'm repeating myself, but who, I don't really give a damn. I don't care. It is going to take three, maybe even four years in order for Paris to get the guys that believe in what he's trying to do. Mm. I mean, like with, like with, 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 when, 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 just like when Beamer got hired, there was a lot of people that didn't like, like there was probably people that there was definitely, I, I have to guess people that didn't like the hire. But you know what? I bet they're shutting up now with how the season is. Same thing with same thing with Paris. Just, mm-hmm. just, just, just sit back and and just let him build. You can't just start winning in in, in, in as a coach right off the get. You got to get players. You got to develop them. You got to put them in the right position to have success. And Lamont Paris is doing his darndest to do that. Mm-hmm. I truly believe he is. But for some, but for, but for, but for, for now, we're just right at basically at the bottom of the totem pole whenever it comes to, to, to men's basketball. Yeah, it, you know it's it's an uphill it's an uphill climb for Lamont Paris. It really is. I, I kind of feel for him, to be honest with you. Um, oh, I do too. There's yeah, I absolutely do too. But you know, I mean, we already knew that this season was probably going to be a dumpster fire anyway. Oh yeah, no, we knew that. Yeah, for the men's and but you. I have seen. I just. I'm. I'm. You've probably seen this too. But I have seen some very good things from the basketball team, for sure. From the men's team, I've seen some good, some good flashes of talent. But one of the things that concerns me is after this season, can we keep? Can we somehow? keep the guys we got and build around them and make the team better. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the problem um, is that, you know, in college basketball, guys like Gigi Jackson <clears throat> are one and right. done. And so it just, it makes life even yeah. harder for, you know, it's, it's not like you can sell, well, Hey, come here. You can play with Gigi. You can play with this. Like, no, he's not even going to be here. So um, and I know some folks right. have said, you know, he needs another year. I'd be shocked if Gigi Jack comes back. Maybe he will be. I don't know. But um, I don't know. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's an uphill battle. But 
you know, and it, we, we knew what this season was going to be when we came in. Probably We're probably a three or four SEC right. win team at best in conference play. But, you know, you got to give Lamont time to build. It is what it is. So, For sure. Absolutely. 100%. And it – I feel like Don Staley needs to write an apology letter to the University of Missouri for the ass whooping that they were handed the other day. Okay. I, I, I think she should give them an apology letter. Okay. It was, Cause that was, that was not very nice, but I really, but uh, anyways, I'm glad we did what we set out to do and kicked Missouri's butt. Indeed. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Robbie, I'm going to get you out of here, my guy. Uh, we're going to – yeah, we're going to jump into no one problem. final break, my guy. I, I appreciate you as always. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. No problem. No problem. Go Cox. And also to heck with Dabo Sweeney and them Tigers up in the upstate. You bunch of pansies. Well said as always, my friend. Poetic. Poetic. All right, buddy. Have a good have a good one. All right. Yeah, man. You too. We'll talk soon. Yeah. All right, brother. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. What a legend, guys. We are going to jump into one final break, but on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crap. All right, guys, we're back. Final seven minutes or so, taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, appreciate each and every single one of you. You know, it's it, it's truly a blessing, you know, when I'm out and about with people and people ask me about what I do and, uh, you know, they see some of the clips and social media and just some of the things we're doing and all the questions I get and, you know, it's, it's really cool, and what we've built is special, and the community that we've built is special. And, and the support system that we have with all of you that tune into TDC on a daily basis, all those in the Big Cock Club, uh, Discord, you know, I truly do appreciate you guys. Um, you know, I, I would say this. <laughs> Brendan says, also, only Chris Phillips would take a five-minute break with 10 minutes left. There was actually like 12 minutes left, Brendan. And I try to do three breaks per show, so sometimes I do it at 140. Sometimes I do it at 145. Sometimes I do it at 147. Sometimes I do it at 148. So you know what? Pipe down, slap dick. <laughs> Find some joy, slap dick. Um, no, I'm, I'm messing with you. But uh, yeah, I, I just you know what's interesting about basketball, men's basketball, because I was I was half joking, obviously, with a buddy last night. You know, you, some schools are a football school. Some schools are a baseball school. Some are basketball schools. And I, I just – I told him, I was like, you know, maybe maybe we're just not meant to be good at men's basketball. Like, like maybe men's basketball is that thing where, like, we're just we're, – we're just not good. And it is what it is, and we just have to accept it. And if we have an, we have an average team, we should celebrate it. Now, again, I, I, I'm not going to 
die on that hill because I know many, many would adamantly disagree, and I would agree with you. There's no reason why South Carolina cannot have a solid basketball team. And there's, there's no reason why we should not be able to recruit quality players and have a quality team. Nobody's saying go to the tournament every year. Nobody's saying go win a national title. But going to the NCAA tournament more than, you know, over the course of a decade, six, seven years out of ten, is that – I mean, I, I know that seems crazy for our history, but, like, I don't know why that's so hard to accomplish. Um, anyways, though. You know, NIL is interesting because you only, you know, what's wild, you only hear about NIL when it comes to football. What about basketball? Are are we doing enough in NIL in basketball to, and we brought in Gigi Jackson. So I guess the easy answer would be yes. But over the long haul, I'm not talking about Gigi. I'm talking about everybody else. Are we doing enough in NIL to attract some of the best players, you know? I just wonder, because you just don't hear about it, right? We hear all this stuff about football. We hear about everything with football, but basketball gets left by the wayside. So I, I, I just wonder. I mean, I just wonder. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't think football, or excuse me, I don't think basketball, of course, will ever rival football in regards to interest. That, that goes for almost every single SEC school outside of Kentucky. But, uh, you know, you, you just wonder what needs to happen. That's why I say for Lamont Paris, it's, it's an extremely tough job because I, I know there are folks that are really passionate around Gamecocks basketball, but I, I think most, I think basketball is just kind of looked at it. You know, if we're good, it's a plus, but if we're not, it, it's not the end of the world. Football is king. Baseballs are, are you know, the, 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 the truly the gem of South Carolina. Women's basketball is elite under Dawn Staley. Men's basketball is just kind of there. You know what I mean? It's just kind of there. And I, and I hate to say that, but, it's just kind of there. Hey, if roles are reversed and men's basketball had the success that baseball did and baseball had the struggles that men's basketball's had over the course of its history, baseball would be looked at as it's just kind of there. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is a tough riddle to solve. You know, if you, think, if you think winning at South Carolina in football is hard, Winning at South Carolina in basketball is a whole other challenge. So, I feel for Lamont Paris. And, again, guys, I mean, all you can really do is give him time to build. That's that's it. I mean, what other choice do we have? What other choice do we have? So, uh, you got to give him time. This year's a bit of a wash. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from King. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? Doing good. Try to catch you before you stop uh, ending it up. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. What's up? I don't know. If, I don't know if you talked about it yet because I'm just now tapping in. But they said that, uh, USC admissions not letting Trey John in, man. So yeah, no, I, I did see that this morning and seen it while we were on the show that Trey John Jeffcoat, the the edge player from Mizzou, apparently having some uh, some issues in regards to the admissions office. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how in the world that works out where you can play at Mizzou, but you can't play at South Carolina. I, I mean, I don't know. And what, what can we do? What and then can, he was on the, yeah. Right. And then he, then he was on the on the road at Mizzou. So it's like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I have, is it something to do with his, with his major? Is it something to do with, but yeah, apparently for those who are tuned in and don't know, yeah, that's the, that's the hot word. J.C. Sherbert has gone on his message board. Somebody actually tweeted a screenshot at me of what J.C. said. So I might as well just read it. 
Uh, JC said, pretty bad news. Apparently, South Carolina can't get Trajan Jeffcoat into school. Don't have any further details on it, so don't go burning down the admissions office. When I get more information, I'll pass along. But for the life of me, don't get how a guy's eligible at the University of Mizzou and can't transfer to the University of South Carolina. So that's what JC Sherbert said. And again, that is from a screenshot that was tweeted at me. So I don't think JC will have much issue with me sharing that information since it's kind of already out there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, you know, again, who do you blame? I don't know. I don't know. Right. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's a thing that they can fix up. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it's not too crazy, but I guess that's where we're at with it right now. Yeah. That's just where we are. So. Okay. For sure, man. All right. I'll just tap in. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff and a great way to end the show. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much again. Go check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Also, head over to TSUS.store and check out the Beamer Rattler 23 collection, which has officially dropped. Really excited for that, guys. Also, we got a busy week. A lot going on from content to merchandise to the podcast to TDC, to business initiatives behind the scenes, you name it. Feels good to be good. It's a great week to have a week, and I appreciate each and every single one of you. Guys, I'm out of here. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.